0: The North Texas stories you need to know. This is the All Local from News Radio 1080 KRLD. A North Texas public school changes its approach to sex ed. Wildfires continue to rage in the panhandle and the Mavs lose in a 59-foot buzzer beater. With the All Local I'm Heather Behrens. Following a long and often contentious meeting, Fort Worth School trustees have settled on an abstinence-based sex education curriculum for middle and high school students. KRLD's Kurt Lewis has the update. Last night, it was two hours of back and forth before trustees okayed a new sex ed curriculum with a focus on abstinence. Some parents and students protested against that. Abstinence teachings do not help teenagers who have already had sex. Abstinence teachings do not help teens who want to have sex when they are adults. And abstinence teachings do not help someone who has been sexually abused. But supporters of the curriculum were vocal as well. Specifically, I'm in support of choosing the best in that this abstinence-based curriculum is superior. And closer in moral alignment to the objective of preserving the purity of the youth. The trustee's final decision was to vote in approval of a recommendation from the District Student Health Advisory Council, the abstinence only curriculum beginning in sixth grade. From the 24 hour news center, Kurt Lewis, News Radio 1080, KRLD. The U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments today over whether a bump stock turns a rifle into an illegal machine gun. Following the 2017 Las Vegas mass murder, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms declared bump stocks illegal. But Austin gun shop owner Michael Cargill filed suit, arguing each shot caused by a bump stock is a separate pull of the trigger, meaning the gun is not a machine gun. Meanwhile, legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum says the case is not your usual gun law challenge. This sounds like a Second Amendment case. What does a machine gun look like? But it really falls into a very different category of cases that the Supreme Court has taken an interest in these past several terms. The authority of federal agencies to make and interpret laws without congressional oversight. We've seen it with environmental protection, drugs, even COVID regulations, and now we have it with guns. The Supreme Court is expected to rule on the case in the late spring or early summer. Volunteer firefighters across the Panhandle will try to get an upper hand on the second biggest fire in Texas history today, the Smokehouse Creek Fire, which has grown to nearly 800 square miles. Grant Merrill, owner of Southwest Media Group in the Panhandle, is witnessing firsthand the devastating impact. Our understanding is 500,000 acres and th- this fire has not been contained at all. That one is the one that has just been spreading with, with no point of stopping any in the near future. It, it quickly moved into Roberts County and then uh, by yesterday was into Hill County uh, and, and you know we're talking about an area that's probably about 70 miles between uh, the beginning and end of that fire. It's burned 500,000 acres and is zero percent contained. Merrill says the cold front, which has brought colder temperatures and calmer winds, could help firefighters make some progress today. More than 140,000 people have now signed a petition to spare the life of a Dallas man who spent more than 20 years on death row and is scheduled to be executed tonight. K.R. Rowdy's Barbara Schwartz has more. Ivan Cantu is scheduled to be put to death tonight for the murder of his cousin and his cousin's fiance in Dallas in 2002. He's always said he didn't do it. Reverend Amy Moore of the North Park Presbyterian Church wants an inquiry into new evidence. And as a faith leader of the Christian tradition and a follower of Jesus Christ and his values, it is without a doubt a sin against God and neighbor to bear false witness. Cantu's lawyer says the state's key witnesses lied at trial and that the real killers were drug dealers who had threatened Cantu the night before. Barbara Schwartz, News Radio 1080, KRLD. The Dallas City Council is moving forward with plans to hire a new city manager now that an interim city manager has been appointed. The council voted 12-2 to 2 to appoint Deputy City Manager Kimberly Tolbert as interim manager. She'll take over in June when current manager T.C. Broadnax steps down. Broadnax announced his resignation last week after seven years on the job. Council members Kara Mendelson and Paul Ridley voted against Tolbert, saying the council was moving too fast and other candidates should be considered for the interim position. Irving police have cracked down on a scam that started on Facebook Marketplace and involved used vehicles. K.R. Rowdy's Austin York reports. Irving police say in their cases, six trucks were advertised on Facebook Marketplace for sale. They had fake VIN numbers and the owners created fake documents to make the sale look legitimate. The good news is that the auto theft unit with the Irving Police Department says they intercepted the vehicles before a sale could take place. The department is putting the word out to do some due diligence before any purchase online. They say in most cases, buyers will not know they've been duped until they go to register the vehicle and find out it's been stolen. From the 24-Hour News Center, Austin York, News Radio 1080, KRLD. A Kennedale man who worked as a tax preparer is headed to federal prison for filing false returns. Prosecutors say 51-year-old Anthony Floyd submitted false information on his client's federal tax returns to boost their refunds, then deposited those checks into his own account. He pleaded guilty to 10 charges and could get up to 30 years in prison. A crushing loss last night for the Mavericks in Cleveland. They took a one-point lead over the Cavaliers with just two seconds to go and then Disaster. Two seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeouts. They have to go 94 feet. Struce from midcourt. Oh, do you believe this? Whoa. my goodness. Max Struce from midcourt has won it for the Cavaliers. Mavs coach Jason Kidd says, What can you do? Give Cleveland credit. They kept playing. Um, but I thought our group did a great job of responding, um, even though, you know, the shot that they make there, you know, beyond half court is the, the game winner. And it doesn't get any easier because now the Mavericks move on to Boston to take on the league-leading Celtics. And it was a rough night for the Stars. They lost on the road to the Colorado Avalanche 5-1 to in Denver.